Psachim Perk Dalad, Mishnah Dalad for four. Another Mishnah about various minhagim, and the truth is we have two separate unrelated minhagim here. The first is the minhag not to eat roasted meat on Seder night. This is referring to a time after the Chorban where there's no Korban Pesach to be brought, and therefore while the Korban Pesach was eaten roasted over, over an open fire in a very specific way, which we'll get into in the Masechta shortly actually, um, there's a minhag that many people have not to eat a roasted, any roasted meat outside of the context of the Korban Pesach on Seder night, so people shouldn't think that it's actually a Korban Pesach. And therefore the Mishnah says, tsali, in a place where the custom is to eat roasted foods, Belele Psachim, Ochlin, where it is the custom to eat roasted foods on the night of the Seder, so then it's permitted to do so. However, in a place where the minhag does not eat roasted meats, one may not eat them. Now, that's the end of that first point here. Just halachalamaisa, the minhag and ashkenaz, universally ashkenazim, is to not eat any roasted meat on leil haseder. That includes um, pot roast, meaning if you put something in like a container and put it without water to then cook it in the oven, that also is forbidden. Um, according to the minhag of Ashkenaz, even though that's certainly far from how the Pesach korban itself was eaten over or roasted over an open fire, etc. Um, but that is certainly the minhag. It wouldn't apply to things other than meat, meaning not to fish and not to vegetables. Certainly, uh, roasting those is fine. Now, it's as if there's a new Mishnah here. This is a totally new point altogether, a new minhag. There, we're going to have two different conflicting minhagim here in the next lines of the Mishnah, but they both are driving at the same point. The point is that on Yom Kippur, there are five inuyim, five ways in which one impoverishes his nefesh, his his person, so that his um, neshama can shine on forth. And um, one of those five is Tashmish Amita, uh, marital relations, which are forbidden on Yom Kippur. So there are minhagim here to sort of inhibit that from happening on like, let's say, a regular Shabbos. So the minhag is, we'll see in the Mishnah, the first minhag is, In a place where the custom is to light a candle on Yom Kippur, then one should do so. We're talking about lighting a candle in the in the bedroom, and the idea being that because Tashmish is forbidden with lights on, so that would inhibit people from, from falling into that. However, in a custom where the excuse me, in a place where the custom is um, not to light a candle um, in the bedroom, so then they don't light it in the whole house. In Malik, and the whole house stays dark, and that way um, the men, let's say, coming home from shul, wouldn't see their wives and get excited. The It's brought down the halacha that the minig is to have lights on in Yom Kippur in all the rooms, including the bedroom. However, the Mishapura says there's room to be makel. At all events, Madlikin Bavati Knesios Vatumajrashios. At all events, places where this concern is not relevant, and um, we certainly do light them up on Yom Kippur, so that means in the base Knesios where they daven, and base Midrash where they learn, they do have lights burning so people can daven and learn. Uvumavaos Hafalim in dark alleyways, so therefore we need proper lighting for safety, etc. So we do light those up. Valgabi Acholim, and similarly with people who are unwell, we have lights going there. Of course, on Yom Kippur, you can't light a new candle, like Shabbos, 
Shabbos Shabbos, and therefore we need to have lighting in place from before Yom Kippur so that we can take care of the needs of the sick, etc., um, should, they, should they arise.